In this episode, I will be discussing if African spirituality works, why is there so much poverty in Africa? So this is a question that I get quite often as a practitioner of ATR, or African traditional religion, right? So many people say, well, you know, if this stuff works, why are so many people in the African continent and even throughout the African diaspora living in a state of poverty in today's world. Surely, you know, dealing with African spirituality would have first and foremost kept us from being colonized or enslaved. And even thereafter, you know, Africans would be, you know, rising up and they would be in a good state. They would use this system in order to gain or ascertain a certain level of wealth. So why isn't it working? Now, before I ever delve into an answer to this question, I challenge people to first and foremost examine a few things. Number one, the same holds true for people who practice other religious traditions or not even necessarily traditions because they're fairly new in um, context to African spiritual traditions or even traditional systems throughout the world. So that same concept holds true for Christians and people who practice Islam in Africa on the continent as well as throughout the continent. And it doesn't just apply to people of what we would say is black skin color. It applies to people groups throughout the world who practice different forms of spirituality. So if you ask that question about African spirituality, you would likewise have to ask that same question about other religious systems and inevitably the question would drop after that point. Okay, so there would be no more discussion and I technically could end this entire episode just there. So if Christianity works, why are there so many poor Christians in Africa, in America, in Australia, etc., etc. And that applies to people of all races, colors, and creeds. It is not just applicable to people of color. There are Europeans who live in Europe, who live in America, Australia, and other respective countries that are deemed to be European um, in scope and structure that are poor. That applies every single where to every single religious group, so forth and so on. Another point I want to make on this particular topic is that when you say if African spirituality works, why are so many Africans poor or why is there so much poverty in Africa? Understand that the majority of Africans are actually not adherence to their traditional spiritual spiritual systems, at least not in the sense as they were thousands of years ago when these were the primary or predominant systems that were within their region, okay? So many Africans today identify as Christian or Islam. Those are actually the two primary religions throughout Africa. And if you go to any given African country, many people who actually do practice within um, African systems, and I won't say necessarily practice, I will say they go to these systems, especially when they have some type of problem that they need to be remedied. 
um, they identify as other than African traditionalists. So they may identify as a Christian or a Muslim, and that's where they get the majority of their spiritual work or their spiritual food, so to speak. But when they have a major problem that is not easily solved through one of their spiritual systems or even through you know medical care or any type of system that we deem in the Western world to be superior to an African system, oftentimes these same individuals will consult with an African spiritualist to get a remedy to their problem. They'll usually go underground and do it, but they do it nevertheless. So in that case, the question then becomes, well, if Christianity or Islam or whatever you're dealing with works, why go to an African spiritual system to get the treatment or the remedy that you need, right? So there's something to that if you feel like, I have to go here to get what I need and I cannot get it from the system that I claim to be exclusive to or at least that I claim to be my primary system of worship and this is what I hear to, this is what I believe in. Why do you go and seek out a traditional um, African spiritualist or healer when those mechanisms are not working? Again, I could drop the conversation here and be very much so done with it because it's very much so an irrelevant question. But I do want to give some more fillers and some more feedback to this question because I think it absolutely deserves its own space in the discussion of ATR. So another thing that we have to look at when we say, you know, why is there so much poverty in Africa? we have to consider the definition of poverty that we're using. Whose definition are we using? Are we using um, the definition of poverty from traditional cultures such as throughout the continent of Africa or in other places such as Southeast Asia, India, um, the Caribbean islands, the Amazon, etc. Right? Or are we using a westernized definition of poverty? or prosperity, if you will. So let's just put this into context for a minute. In most traditional cultures, poverty or prosperity, whichever one you want to you know, consider someone to be, is not measured in the same way that we typically measure prosperity and poverty in the Western world. So traditionally, even in the Westernized world, prior to modern day times, People didn't look at just somebody's, um, you know, bank account or how much money they have in order to determine whether they were rich or poor. Instead, they looked at other factors, definitely land and livestock, crop ownership, things like that played a role in in those times and in different times. And even in some countries today, those things are still very much so considered to be a form of wealth. So we could basically consider them to be money in the same sense that we think about money because those were means of exchange and those were means of being able to have a livelihood. So that definitely factors into a person being considered impoverished or um, prosperous in traditional cultures, but it didn't stop there. And that wasn't even the primary focus of a person's measure of wealth. 
right? So also things such as that person's reputation in society. They could have had all of the land and, you know, the livestock and whatever measure of wealth, financial wealth, I should say, that they were considering as part of their financial wealth dynamics. But if that person did not have a good reputation within the community, that person was actually considered to be impoverished, right? Because a lot of times people wouldn't want to be bothered with that person. And that person probably wouldn't have a lot of friends and so forth and so on if they mistreated people and they just didn't have a good reputation in society. Likewise, health was a status or a symbol of prosperity the person's own health the health of their family likewise the health of their environment if they lived in a healthy thriving environment where they could grow good crops and things like that they absolutely considered that to be a sign of prosperity because it allowed them to live that dynamic has changed in american society and westernized society in general that's because um Food and things like that are mass produced. So we don't have to consider the prosperity of the land because unfortunately our crops and our foods are being grown in so many different unhealthy ways. It really doesn't even matter about the quality of the soil anymore because the food will be grown in either case in that way. And it's likewise grown and it comes out and it makes us sick no matter how much money we have. Um, Likewise, the, the number of wives and the number of children, especially for a male, the number that he had directly corresponded to his measure of wealth. So that was a whole nother dynamic. In Western society, you're actually considered to be better off if you have less children because then that's less money that goes out of your pocket. But that was and still is quite a big thing in African societies and again in other traditional societies out the world throughout the world because your children represent your ability to even attain more and to sustain what you have because as long as you're producing healthy children those children can then take over what you have and help you to maintain what you have whereas in western society we don't even see it that way anymore in some instances in in western societies we actually look at children as a burden to being able to obtain financial prosperity why because you have to take care of them and children cost education and the day-to-day things that they need to just live in society food water clothing shelter etc etc so a lot of people in western societies will forego even having children so that they can amass finances especially during their younger years and then when they get older they either can't have children or they have so many complications with having children and that's the time that they want those children there because they want somebody there to take care of them as they age and they likewise want someone to leave the wealth that they've accumulated in this life too but then they tend to have challenges and that's a whole nother story for another day um as I said before, you know, the health and well-being of your family was likewise a measure of wealth. Also, having moral and upright communities and societies is considered to be a sign of prosperity and wealth in those types of societies um, and traditional societies. So when you have people who are treating each other right, you have a lot of moral things going on 
that society just tends to prosper in so many different ways because things are going well, all right? Another dynamic is having peace among your neighbors and also being at peace with nature. All of those things and other non-tangible commodities were likewise considered to be symbols of prosperity and wealth in traditional societies. And it wasn't even just was, it is, it still is, it was and is considered to be signs of prosperity. Now, if we go by the that particular definition that I just mentioned and all the different components that go into defining prosperity um, versus poverty in a traditional culture, you could actually say that Westerners are poor because we don't have many of those things that I just mentioned. Now, on the opposite end of that, um, when you say prosperity or poverty within a, within the context of a Western culture, you're usually talking about the size of someone's bank account, how many material possessions that individual has, and then also, you know, their status in society, if, if they're high level, if they're a celebrity, if they're very popular, or if they hold a um, strong socioeconomic position. In those cases, we tend to think about a person being prosperous versus impoverished in a westernized culture versus in a traditional culture. So yes, obviously, if you are using that definition of wealth, you would probably define the majority of Africans to be poor or impoverished. But you would likewise do the same thing for people in America because most people in America don't live by those particular societal standards as having a huge bank account and a lot of material possessions that they actually own, right? You may have people with houses and you may have people with cars, but most people in America do not even own those things outright. They're paying for them. Whereas in Africa, a lot of people who, most people who own houses in African countries own them outright. It's only really recently where we see this um, structure of financing homes and things like that in Africa. Before it was like a person would save up, accumulate the money that they needed and buy purchase their house or either build their house from the ground up. And when it was finished, it was over with. That person owed nothing else so they could live the rest of their lives and their children could live the rest of their lives and enjoy that structure that they built. Now anymore, the dynamic is changing and yes, more and more African countries are adopting the westernized definition of prosperity versus poverty, so to speak. But in any case, the traditional definition still holds true in African societies and also in indigenous or traditional types of societies. So again, it really just depends on what definition you are using to define, you know, poverty. If we say, you know, if African spirituality works, why are there so many people who are in poverty in Africa based on the traditional definition, we would have to change the entire question around. 
right? We would then have to say if westernized spiritual systems work, why are, why is there so much poverty in westernized countries? If we look at the dynamics that I just outlined that um, encompass the theory or the definition of prosperity in a traditional society. So again, it just depends on the context that you, you're coming from. Let me pause right here for a quick commercial break from one of our sponsors and I will be right back. Another dynamic that you should explore when asking this question is um, the fact that, you know, African poverty is ubiquitous throughout the continent and also throughout the diaspora because of colonization that was perpetrated against African people by an external enemy or an external source. This is not something that was at least initially done from an internal perspective. Albeit, this was allowed to occur because of the mistakes of our ancestors that we now have to repair and restore and reconcile and so forth. Um, there are so many theories on what actually happened. My personal theory is that you know, our ancestors absolutely had so much magic and power. The things and the tools that we are kind of coming back into today and that many Africans have been using for thousands of years, they never really stopped using it. But we do see a dynamic or a shift where more and more people are going back to the traditional systems of our ancestors. But in, at any rate, our ancestors did at one point use these powers and this magic um, against each other, which caused a rift, which caused our deities to allow us to fall. Okay. We did some things that were not so good because we were so powerful. And so just as in any society, one person wants to be more powerful than the other person. And so we started to use our systems against each other and therein we did lose quite a bit of power and quite a bit of connection to the spiritual realm though we do still have a strong connection to the spiritual realm it's just not where it was when our ancestors were alive because of the things that they did to get us in this particular position but poverty overall you know if you're asking the question why is african poor without you know putting any other type of context into that africa is poor because of external enemies who came in and systematically made african poor and systematically maintain an impoverished state with in Africa, or I should say throughout Africa, and also throughout the diaspora, the black or the African diaspora. So that's one of the reasons why there's so many, so much poverty in Africa has nothing to do with our spiritual systems not working properly. Okay. Um, you know, likewise, going back to that, if, if Christianity works, then why didn't Africa or the diaspora regain her wealth 
once she started to follow um, the Christian God or the Islamic God, etc. Because if those things worked and they were the right thing and the true thing for Africans to take on, then surely when Africans started to convert to these particular spiritual systems, we would have come up. But we see <laughs> throughout the diaspora, even where you do have people who have a semblance of material wealth, they may have a nice bank account, they may have nice cars and um, um, houses and other possessions, etc. They still suffer from the burdens of being an African person. They still have to suffer when they go out in society and be treated a certain way because of the color of their skin. Likewise, those same people suffer from many of the diseases and the illnesses that are inherent in Western societies because they live in these Western societies. So no matter how big your bank account is, you will still suffer from health issues and social issues and things like that when you live in a sick society okay and the last point i want to make in this particular um episode is about destiny so most african spiritual systems are built on the concept of destiny what is your overall purpose or goal in this particular life what are you meant to accomplish or achieve in this life and that's not wealth for everyone even from the traditional perspective of wealth everybody was not brought into this being into this earthly plane to experience wealth there are some other things that people have to experience based on things that they did in past lives and you know karma things of that nature um whether it be through their own you know karma or through their familiar karma there are so many different things that a person has to go through and encounter in this life yes in um african traditional systems we do believe that you can change or counteract a negative so to speak destiny but even in that there are still things that you will have to experience while you are on this earthly plane because you were meant to experience those things everybody was not meant to experience or have an abundance of um financial or material wealth or you know high level social status and all of those things that we use to define prosperity in traditional cultures or systems so those are some key points to think about whenever that question may come to your mind or maybe when you get that question from someone else who is like okay if what you're doing is working why is there so much poverty throughout the diaspora um there is poverty because of the social conditions that we live in and it is not necessarily full-on associated with any particular spiritual system working or not working because the same dynamic holds true even if you were to ask the question if christianity works or if islam works or is if buddhism works why is there so much poverty in xyz nation or um this this particular continent or whatever you are referring to as i said in the beginning 
we have to ask that question about all religious systems. We cannot just target African spirituality and say it is not working because African people um, suffer from poverty throughout the world. When I say African people, I'm referring to anybody who is of African descent that lives anywhere throughout the world, whether it be on the continent or throughout the diaspora. We would have to ask that question of every religious system, faith, and belief. And so with that, I am going to go ahead and close this topic because I think I made my point. I hope that this has shed light on the question that maybe you have or a question maybe that you have been asked about your practice. And um, I'm going to go ahead and close this message and say, Ashe, guys, please have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond.